has to be sola deo gloria. If I get it, I'm a bill. If I get it, I'm a win. If I get it, I'm a save soul. If I get it, I'm gonna make you look good. I promise I'm gonna testify. I promise when that little child that come out of Visa like I came out, I'm gonna tell him who did it for me. I'm gonna give you the glory, God. I'm gonna give you the glory if you do it for me. And I'm never gonna forget where I came from. When you get the why right, when you get the motive right, when it's for his glory and not for your fame and your image and your money and your paycheck, when you get that right, that is when all these things will be added to you with no limit in Jesus' name. Let's go to verse 17. Let's go to verse 17. Let's go straight to verse 17. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. Most high God, we thank you for your word this morning. Your word that's living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you so much for leaving us that holy book, that map. You left us a firm foundation, God. So we thank you for your word, God. For your word says that there were two men who built houses. Mm. One built on the sand and one built on the rock. And you said, I will liken the man who hears my word and does my word. And like, like to be like the man who built his house upon a rock. And I thank you, God, that the rock of your word protects us from the floods, the rain. The wind, I give you praise. Now, God, fill us with your spirit. Inhabit the praises of your people. Walk up and down our aisles and our rows. Challenge us, convict us. Deposit something inside of us so that we can leave forever changed. Bless us, God, to build our lives upon your firm, firm foundation. And we ask that there's any in here not saved, that you would save them to the utmost. Those who are saved, that you would edify and build us up to the maximum. And those who are going through, that you would direct our path today. Be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Most of all, God, bind that old devil out this place and loose your anointing and your presence in here. In Yahshua, Jesus' name, we pray and the church say, amen, amen, amen. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, it's so good to be here, y'all. And just by recap, all right, because we've been on this this, this, this tangent of looking at the Lord's Prayer, this high priestly prayer of John 17, amen? And that's what some of the theologians call it, the high priest prayer. And we've been asking the question, what did Jesus pray for? And he prayed that we might be kept. He prayed for our unity. He prayed for our joy. But he also prayed for our sanctification, amen? 
And so that's what we've been on. We've been talking about sanctification. And it's coming from that John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And that word sanctify is hagiozo, hagiazo in the Greek. It comes from hagios. And the word means to make holy, to purify, to cleanse. Not externally, but internally. Not physically, but spiritually. It means to renew our souls. Wayne Grudem, theologian, says that sanctification is a progressive work of God and man that makes us more and more free from sin and like Christ in our actual lives. Tony Evans, amen, esteemed Dallas theologian, says to be sanctified means to be set apart. Somebody say set apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. You set apart means you're special. You have a special work. You're special because your life is reserved for God in his glory. All right? You just won't let you do anything because you're sanctified. You're being sanctified. You're set apart. We also looked at, amen, sanctification begins at salvation. At the moment we are saved, there's this, this awesome work of regeneration, the born-again experience, amen, that happens, that uh, makes us holy all at one time, mostly holy, amen. God takes some things and breaks some things off of our lives. We go from darkness to light. And the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become what? New. That's the beginning of the sanctification process. But it doesn't end there. Because sanctification continues and increases throughout our lives. It really does. Because though he breaks off a lot of things, there's still some residue left. There's still indwelling sin. Some of our old ways that still remain with us, all right? Uh, Hebrews calls it our besetting sin, amen? And so there's some things that we still got to walk out, amen? And we equated it to God leaving some of Israel's enemies in their natural land, in our natural land. And we was like, God, you could have wiped out all the enemies, but he left some enemies there to teach them some things. All right. All right. Y'all remember that? To teach them some things and to test them, to test them. And what was the test all about? To show God where we were? No, to show us where we were. Amen. Come on, give him some praise up in here. Amen. Hallelujah. So sanctification continues throughout life. All right, and it increases because when he cleans up one thing, he's going to show you something else. And he gets more meticulous and more detailed as your life continues. Starts off saying, I don't want you fighting. Then he starts off, I don't want you cursing. Then he starts off, I don't want you getting mad like you get mad. He's just ever moving up the ladder of making us more and more like Christ. Sanctification is only completed at death, all right? We have some that think that they can get to a place where they're perfect, all right? And we said that while we're on this side of glory, none of us will ever be perfect, all right? And that's just what the Bible teaches us. If any man say he have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We're not going to be perfect on this fallen side of heaven. Perfection is going to come later. Now, while we won't be perfect, we still got to what? Strive for perfection. We got to go after it. We got to get as close to perfection as we possibly can. All right? But it's going to be very hard for any of us to be perfect. All right? And Paul even says not that he's attained perfection. 
Huh? Uh, 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 uh. But forgetting those things, we press towards the mark of the high price in Christ Jesus. Perfection only comes, y'all, hallelujah, when we get to heaven, all right? When God changes our vile body to where it's fashioned like his glorious body. When, when the Bible says, hallelujah, we take off corruption and put on incorruptible. Yes. We take off mortality and we put on immortality. The day when death is swallowed up and we will say, oh, death, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, hallelujah, where is thy victory? Huh? That's the time and place where we're going to be perfect. Because right. that old flesh suit is going to be gone. The remnant of sin is going to be gone. This fallen world is going to be gone. huh? Satan is going to be bound up in hell, amen, in the lake of fire, amen. That's when the perfect is going to come. We shall see him as he is, and we shall be like him, the Bible says. Amen. Come on, give God praise for that glorious day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we've been talking about uh, sanctification. We also saw that. That sanctification, amen, is a, is, a, is a cooperative process. It's between us and God. Both of us have got, got work to do, us and God. We also saw, hallelujah, that not only God does work, but we do work. We got a passive role and an active role. Our passive world role is to let God have his way. Our active role is we got to do some things to clean ourselves up. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, today. Um, lastly, we covered that uh, sanctification is a cooperative huh? a, a, a process, meaning that you're going to need other people to help you with it. Amen. Hallelujah. And we may get to that. Hallelujah. On our next time. Hallelujah. But for today, amen, we're going to talk about the tools of sanctification. We're going to get to that, the tools of sanctification. And we'll get to our first one today. And uh, uh, hopefully next time when I'm, I'm here, next Sunday, amen, we'll get to the rest of them. But this first one is so heavy. It's so big for me, amen. I just, I just knew that I wouldn't be able to get through it, amen. Minister Sam, hallelujah, and Deaconess Leola. I knew that I wouldn't be able to get through it all. We're going to talk about the truth, amen, the truth, the word of God, amen. Come on, give y'all some praise. That's what we're going to talk about, the truth. The word of God. And um, it's an honor for me to be able to stand before you and talk about the truth God. and the word of God. It, it, it really is an honor for me to talk about it. Amen. And um, because the truth, the word of God is all that I am. Hallelujah. All right. It's, it's, it's all that I am. It represents everything about about Pastor Omar. It really does. It's, it's, it's where I'm, I'm heavy at. It's where I, I find everything that I need. Yeah. All right? Um, um, if you can go to my wife's page right quick, I want to show you all something. Um, you know, the moment we got married and I got saved, if you can go to her story, um, show you all some little pics. That, that's her wedding party. We don't want to see that. Though. <laughs> All right, all right. Miss Shirley was in that too. Y'all saw Shirley in the first picture? Look at Brent. Brent want to show that. Okay, Brent. Brent, we see Shirley, Brent. We see Shirley. You see how Brent fall, Brent? Wait up now, wait. We're talking about our anniversary. Come on, go back, go back, go back. Here we go, here we go. Go back again. Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you what, time passed, y'all. Go ahead again, go ahead again. 
That was a good hug. Go ahead again. Stop right there. All right. Now, when we got married 23 years ago, all right, I was saved at that point. And my wife, you know, she did her cake, you know, big, you know, different stories, levels of cake or whatever. And I don't know why, man, they get us a little, you know, fudge round. They get us a little, they get us a little debit, John, of a cake, but I don't know what the deal with that is, but that's for another day. But the little debit she got me, all right, it had something on it for us. It had two-edged sword on it, two-edged sword. And that phrase, two-edged sword, is another phrase that describes the word of God. Anybody hear me up in here? The two-edged sword. Because that's what the word is. The word is a sword. When he talks about the arm, he say, take up the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Somebody wave your sword around. Amen. Come on. The word of God. That's the sword of the spirit. It cuts, baby. It cuts. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. And, and, and I'm honored to talk about the word because the word, the word's been with me. It's, it's been all that I am. You understand what I'm saying? It's, whoo, that's why she put it on my wedding cake. Amen. This word. It's what it's about, deacon, and, and, and let me tell you, hallelujah, this word is, is what saved me, the word of God, the engrafted word that's able to save your souls. This, this word, it, it cleaned me up, amen. Anybody hear me up in here? Because I come from a mighty long way. You don't, know my, you don't know my story. You don't know. I ain't come from a perfect family. I ain't come from a perfect community. I ain't come from a perfect school. I, you understand what I'm saying? It was the word that did it, y'all. It was the word. I come from the hood, a bunch of humbras and fightings. And... You understand what I'm saying? But this word, it cleaned me up and it gave me purpose. It showed me my direction in life. It... Anybody hear me up in here? It, it, it directed my path in, in all that I am. And all that I hope to ever be is because of this truth, this word of God that's sitting on your lap or on your phone that I have in my hands is all about the word. And don't think that I'm idolizing something that's not God. Because in the beginning was the word. <laughs> and the word was with God. <laughs> and the word was God. Hey, anybody hear me up in here? So when I'm giving glory to the word, I'm giving glory to God because the word is God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Come on, somebody. This word is Yahshua. This word is Yahweh. And you will learn that everything our God is, is in this word. Everything he is. If you want to know him in his way, if you want a picture of him, this word shows us his glory. This word has been such a blessing to my life and to me. If I wouldn't have it, God, where would I be today? Woo! Where would I be today? I got friends who didn't take the word path, and I see their lives. 
I look at their lives. I look at their lives. I'm telling you, it's rough out there in them streets without that word. Without a compass. Without a sword, without a map. Woo, I should have been dead. <laughs> should have been locked up. Anybody hear me up in here? I would never have what I have, be what I am, go where I go <laughs> without that word of God. Come on, give y'all some praise. This is the truth, man. And it's God's truth. So it's an honor to finally get to this. Sanctify them through thy truth. You see? You see? Listen, man. Little old boy from, from around Vizi. Lived in Truman for a little while. You see? And y'all done seen my path. I done sat and dined in the governor's mansion. I done sat with congressmen. Mayors text me, call my cell phone. Judges, DAs, prosecutors, millionaires, entrepreneurs, business owners. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not bragging on me, no. I'm bragging on the word. I'm bragging on the word. Because you don't know where I can't. Listen, man. Big sister, you remember that dirty little boy running outside with no shoes on? My cousins, the Prajons, hallelujah, that's out there. Listen, you remember me chasing chickens in Karen Crew? That's what I was good at. I could catch a chicken, boy. Listen. Fast, fast. That's good. But you look up after the word, get, get his hands on your life. And you look up and you say, where am I? This thing has really brought me before kings. It's blessed not only me, but it blessed my family. This word. This word. It's blessed my family. It's blessed my marriage, y'all. It's blessed my marriage. We got a book that settled all our disputes, all of our arguments, all of our decisions that we need to make. This book has blessed my marriage. Not only bless my marriage, it's bless my children. Because you can only train them up in the way they should go if you know which way they should go yourself. Hey, And it's found in the word of the most high God. Bless my extended family as well. Come on now. And it's bless a whole bunch of other families in here. This word, this word, this word, this word of the most high God. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. This truth is all I'm about. When we started that Bible study a long time ago, Miss Saola, you were there. Anthony, you were there. Deacon Carl, you were there. Minister Phil was fresh out of the club, but he was there. And we stamped that. That's why he still want to dance, Randy. We, he stamped. <laughs> and first lady would have turned in my two <laughs> we, we stamped that John 17, 17 yes. on that Montgomery. Because we would be about the truth. Yes. Yes. We standing on a firm foundation. Hallelujah. Woo! 
I cannot be shaken. I, hey, we standing on a firm foundation. That's that word of God. You see? His word is who I am. Every opportunity I have has come from this word. It's everything to me. You see? So I'm blessed to be able to talk about this word. Now, there's a young man in here, a young woman up in here, or even maybe listening, you know, across the nation or even around the world. Huh? You say to yourself, man, how can I get out of my situation? How can I break the cycle? <laughs> how can I do something different? And how can I be, be a part of what God is doing? How can I... How can I have a way to make my life from the hood mean something? Young man, young woman, devote yourself to this word of God. <laughs> Give yourself to it. Devote yourself to it. The same way that athletes devote themselves to football or basketball, and you know I love my sports. But let me tell you something greater than a football, a basketball, a baseball, a tennis ball, or any kind of ball. That's this word of God. Hide it in your heart. Woo! Study it and read it and listen to it. Every opportunity you get. And it's going to take you places you ain't never dreamed you would go. Woo! The word of God. Listen to me, young man. Listen to me, young woman. That's what it's all about. That's that word. Because I ain't no different than nobody else. I just picked up a book and ran with it. Come on, give him some praise up in here. Mama, daddy, you can't give him all of the amenities of life that other people can. I know that. Your finances may be limited. Your education may even be limited. Your opportunities may be limited. Your connections might be limited. But you have an opportunity to give them a, a power that's unlimited. And it's right in your hands. It's right in your lap. You see, you can aim them children. And what you need to do, mama or daddy, because you can't give them what the millionaires and billionaires can't give them, you got to devote yourself to give them that word. Every morning they wake up, did you read your Bible? Every, every Sunday, we're going to be in church. If it's all, even on Tuesday, we come in Tuesday because you're going to come get this word, whether you want it or not, whether you think you need it or not, because when you get this word, this word is going to take you places. Whether you know it or not, whether you know it or not, and when you're in your darkest places, when you're in your greatest need, when the devil surround you, hey, the enemy's all around you, that word is going to come out of you. Hey! Hey! and help you in your darkest hour. The sword of the spirit is there. Mama, daddy, give them the word. Give them the word. In the morning, in the night, when you're at home, when you're walking about, give them the word. Read it to them at night. They got babies in the stomach. Mama, listen to me. There's greater things than money that you could give them. There's greater things in college that you could give them. Give them the word of Almighty God. Promise God. Promise God. And you're going to raise up bishops and pastors and presidents and prime ministers. 
This word of God will change their lives in ways that you could never dream of. Grandma, grandpa, you in here. You done missed it on your children. But we serve a God who's a God of a second chance. Hey! Hey! Come on, meet me, Gigi. Listen to me good here. Give them grandchildren the truth of God's word. When they come to your house, heck all them cartoons 24-7. Let them play the game every now and then so they can still want to come, but slip them some word. Give them some word. Make it fun for them. Anybody hear me up in here? All right? Teach them. Give them snacks with it. You know how to work this thing. I'm telling you, man, a vanilla Oreo will go a long way. With a scripture memory verse. I'm telling you right now. Train them. Mamas, daddies, grandmas, aunts and uncles. You see? Aunts and uncles have been showing them the wrong way for far too long. Give them the word of almighty God. You see, 2 Peter 1.3 said that in this word is everything we need for life and godliness. Every single thing your child, your grandchild, your nephew, your family member will ever need, there's not a situation that they could be in that the word can't get them out of. (laughs) This word, y'all, this word, this word. I believe in the spirit there's a young man and a young woman that's listening up in here. And they want to do something great. And they ask, they ask him, why can't I do this? Why can't I? Listen to me. Receive what I'm saying. You see? Give yourself to this word. You know? It's more valuable than rubies and gold. It's sweeter than honey. On the honeycomb. It'll make you wiser than the ancients. Wiser than your enemies. Wiser than your teachers. This word is absolutely amazing. And even if you pass your, your young days and you're a little bit older, listen, you get this word. You get this word in you. Listen, I'm going to remind some that's old to get back to the word. Amen? <laughs> get back to the word. Get back to reading. Get back to studying. Get back to getting in that word. Why, Pastor? Well, he told Joshua. Anybody remember Joshua? He told Joshua in chapter one, he said, Joshua... He said, a book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. And if you do that, pick that word up and hold on to it. He says in 1.8, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Anybody hear me up in here? Anybody want to be prosperous in life? Anybody want good success? You got to get that word, baby. Got to hold on to it, meditate on it, and do your best to live according to it. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This word is amazing. Well, one of the things that the word will do for you, amen, besides like the worship team just so prophetically sung, you remember, listen, It'll put you on a firm foundation. Because things happen bad, yeah, y'all. 
Oh, yeah, even in pastor first lady life, things happen bad. Got some things that'll even make you cry. But it'll never shake you. Anybody hear me up in here? It'll never shake you. You might shed a tear, but you ain't shaken to the core. You still planted, you still rooted. Like a tree, woo, planted by the rivers of water. You see? That's that firm foundation. Well, one of the other things that the word will do for us is that the word will sanctify us. And that's what it says in John 17, 17. It says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Now, to begin, the word, hallelujah, after sanctify, it says sanctify them. Okay? And we can't skip that. Because he's talking about a certain group of people. All right? Hallelujah. And when we, when we study the context of the Lord's prayer right here, he's praying for his disciples. He's praying for his people. He's praying for his elect, his chosen, his redeemed, the ones who are blood-bought, the ones who are saved, the ones who have accepted Yahshua as their personal Lord and Savior. They've admitted their sins, believed in his cross of Calvary, that he died on that cross, that he was buried on the, that he was buried in the grave. And on the third day, what did he do? He rose from the grave. See, when you believe that gospel and you've accepted him and called out upon him, Lord, save me, a sinner, the Bible says. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Shall be saved. You see? When we believe in him, we shall have everlasting life. That's the them who he's referring to. Sanctify them, the saved, the blood-bought, the chosen, the elect, the redeemed. Sanctify my disciples, Father. All right? Well, pastor, what does this teach us? This teach us that the lost can't be sanctified through the truth. Are you with me here so far? See, some of y'all get in the cart before the horse. <laughs> You're trying to wash a pig. You can't wash no pig. Because the pig will always go back to his wallowing in the mire. Anybody hear me up in here? All right, all right. You're giving word, hallelujah, to people who not see. All right, all right. And so if it's your children, yeah, go ahead, give your children the word, give them the word, give them the word, set, set up their they, they chest, their chest draw, amen, so that when they're old enough to, to have their own faith, they're going to come to it, boom, get saved, they're going to have a whole, whole, hallelujah, a treasure chest, treasure trove of scriptures. But we be out there trying to clean up adults who not see, giving word to adults who not see. Listen, listen, you can't clean up a lost person, though. All right? You got to give them the gospel. You see? You see? You get them saved. Then the sanctification process begins. He says, sanctify them, the saved. All right? And listen, listen, listen. When you give the lost the gospel, they will get saved. You see? For the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to all those who believe. All right? But sanctification, the cleaning up, is only for the saved. So, Pastor, what does that do? That puts us in check. Because you could be in a church for 5, 10, 20 years, sitting up in here, and getting a good word that's cleaning everybody else up, but you're not getting cleaned up. You're sitting up in there 20, 30 years, and you still as ratchet, 
You still as explicit? You still as, hallelujah, promiscuous? And it ain't changing you. It's not challenging you. And you got to ask yourself that question. If you're sitting on the good word, hallelujah, and be other people changing, other people getting delivered, other people profit, you're sitting on the good word, and you say, God, why am not, I not seeing change? You got to ask yourself, am I a part of the them? Are you hearing me up in here? Because you got some that's in the church, but the church is not in them. And you'll be up in here, amen, but not getting no benefits. So right off the bat, you got to make sure that you're in Christos. You got to make sure that you truly believe and believe all the way. So much so if scientists came out and say, we found his body. You would look at them bones and say, the devil is a liar. I don't care what y'all say y'all found. I know that he died on that cross. He was buried in the grave. And on the third day, he rose. And then after 40 days after that, he ascended on high and led captivity captive. Seated at the right hand of glory, them ain't his bones. Because I know where his bones are. They're at the right hand of the Father. Anybody hear me up in here? See, that's belief when they can't tell you nothing. That's faith when whatever lie the devil come at about Christ and his cross. Well, he didn't die on the cross. He passed out. The devil is a liar. Well, why is he a liar, Pastor? Well, he had to die for my sins because the wages of sin is death. If he didn't die, then I'm yet still in my sin. No, he died on Calvary's hill. All right? And he died as my propitiation. He died as my atonement. His death paid for everything. And so when the devil come and say, I got to work to get to heaven. The devil come and say, I got to fulfill these obligations to get to heaven. The devil come and say, I got to do this and put my hat this way and wear my clothes this way and do this and do that. We say, devil, you a liar. Why is the devil a liar? Because listen, I'm saved through Christ and his blood alone. Anybody hear me up in here? For by grace are you saved. Hey, and that not of yourself. Is <laughs> the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not what we do to get to heaven. It's what he did that's going to get. See, that's what faith is all about. I'm not trying to get to heaven. No, 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 no. All I got to do is believe. <laughs> I'm trying to believe because once I believe, hallelujah, everything is settled. Everything is settled. Everything is settled. All right? It's like you go on and get a settlement check. You, you just got to sign. After you sign your name, they give you everything that they settled for. This gospel is a, is a settlement. <laughs> you sign your name, hallelujah, I believe, Lord. And he give you abundant life. <laughs> he give you everlasting life. <laughs> he give you, hey, God. He give you all kind of life. Hey, God. You see? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Are you a part of the them spoken of in this scripture? If you are, then this word that we're given is going to constantly clean you up and push you to be better. Push you to be better. If you're not, 
Hallelujah. You're going to sit there and not receive any cleaning up rewards from the word of God. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Hallelujah. 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 So let's get to it. Sanctify them through, with, through thy truth. Well, this word truth, there's a lot of truth out there. What truth is he talking about? All right. And the answer is easy because it's in the text. Because they got a lot of quote unquote truth. And I like the way Brian said that. He said they, they got facts. <laughs> and a lot of times we believe facts instead of truth. See, because he tells us what really truth is. He says, thy word is truth. Right? That's the truth that sanctifies us. The word. Not the truth about baseball, football, and basketball. Not the truth about, hallelujah, the earth and how round they think it is. Not, not the truth about the sun, the moon, the stars. Not the truth about, hallelujah, oxygen and gravity. That don't clean us up. I don't clean us up as all, at all. No. You see? The truth that cleans us up is, is the word. Thy word yes, is true. That's, That's what clean us up. That's, That's what clean us up. That, what's in this book right here? Yeah. And you can read all kind of books in your life. But until you get your hands on this book, <laughs> you're going to be the same old person when you close that book. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can read a lot of books. But it's not going to do you good. Like this book right here. All right? And some people say, well, I already read it, Pastor. Well, you better read it again. Because if you think you only have to read it once, you're a new fool. You ain't. No, no. We got to reread this thing. Because sanctification is ongoing, so we got to stay being sanctified. We got to stay in this word. He says, thy word it's truth. The sanctifying truth is found in the word of God. All right? It's the only truth, y'all. And the Bible tells us about itself. In Psalm 119.11, it tells us that it clean, cleans us up. It says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You see? When you have God's word in your heart, it's going to help you not to sin against him. Did you hear that? You just got to hide it in your heart. Amen. Pastor, what that mean to hide it in my heart? Well, first it means you got to read it. Open it up and read it. And then go deeper than just read it. Huh? Memorize it. Amen. Then you can go deeper than memorizing it. You can, hallelujah, meditate on it. <laughs> That's what he means. It's hiding it in his heart. This word has an awesome characteristic about it that it will stop you from sinning. There's some of you in here, Lord, how can I change? How can I stop this thing that's killing me, killing my family, killing my marriage? Have you tried hiding the word in your heart? Huh? Huh? This thing going to send me to jail, God. Have you tried hiding the word in your heart? Huh? Huh? Psalm 119, 9, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy word. And when it say a young man, young men got a lot of dirty ways. Anybody hear me up in here? This word is so strong, it can cleanse a young man. A young man. But what could it do in the life of an old man? Anybody hear me up in here? 
by taking heed according to thy, thy word. Look at Psalm 119, 97. The, the psalmist says, oh, how I love thy law. And that's another word for the word. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies. You. you see how your haters keep getting over on you? They'll never get over on you if you get a hold of this word. Anybody hear me up in here? They'll never be able to trap you, trick you, harm you, hurt you, because this word can make you wiser than all your enemies. And not just your earthly enemies, but your spiritual enemies too. You ain't bigger than the devil. You ain't better than the devil, but the word will make you better than the devil. The word will put the devil in reverse when you pull that word out. And so this word, if you just, if you just fall in love with it, give it time. I'm talking about every morning. Give it time. And for some that really want it, morning and evening. Anybody hear me up in here? When you wake up and right before you go to bed, if you, if you devote yourself to this word, God will take you places you never think you go. All right? All right? Look what he says. Hallelujah. You made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Huh? I think of your cell phone, and you can get your app to have this word ever with you. All right? He says in 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers. Imagine sending your children to school, huh? Sending them to school, and they end that with that word in their heart. And at the end of the day, they got more godly wisdom and knowledge than even their teachers sitting up in there 10 years old. Why? Because they have the word of God in them. They know God, huh? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. Anybody hear me up in here? You might be sending them to a school, amen, that might not be all that, but you could send them ready and loaded with that word of God. All right? All right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, for thy testimonies are my meditation. 100. I understand more than the ancients. What's the ancients, pastor? The old people. The gray hairs. Listen, this word in your youth will make you wiser than the ancients. Huh? They'll look at you and say, you got an old soul. <laughs> They'll look at you and say, you, you, you beyond your years. You see? You see? And it's an amazing thing. I had a prophecy when they, when they came and they laid hands on me at the old location. One of the pastors, he told me, he said, listen. He said, oh, the men going to come to you and call themselves your sons. That's what he told me. He said, you're going to have an anointing of Abraham. You're going to have sons of many nations. Anybody hear me up in here? That's what he told me. That's what he told me. And guess what? I watched that prophecy come to pass. I watch all the men with gray hair, amen, because of my devotion to the word. It ain't me. It's the word that's in me. Come to me. Ask for me advice in business. Ask me for advice in marriage. Ask me for advice in raising kids. And I tell you this not to boast in me, but to boast in the word and to tell you that you can do it too. You'll be up in here 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, and they come and tell you at 70, 60, and 50. What should I do in this situation? And all you do is run back the word in your mind that you done hid in your heart, and the word will make you wiser than the ancients. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Hallelujah. 101, I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. 
I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words to my taste. And that's the best way you're going to get when you just start, keep reading this word. It's going to get sweet to you. You'll be reading that thing and say, hold on, did he just say that? Huh? That word is so good. He says, this sweeter than honey to my mouth. Steam syrup ain't got nothing on this. You see? You see? 104, through thy precepts I get understanding. They done told you over and over again coming up, you ain't got no understanding. You say, okay, okay, I'm about to get myself something. And understanding is beautiful. Looking at a thing, a situation, a, a person, and, and just having understanding. Before a word ever said, a move ever made, amen, you could look at it and say, I understand. <laughs> I understand how you're coming. I understand where you're going. I understand what you're going to do. Hey, anybody hear me up in here? Or when they put a proposal together and they put it before you and they say it's a lot of moving parts, you could tell them, don't worry about it. I understand. The word will give you understanding, he says. But watch this. 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It'll give you direction in life. It'll show you the traps, the pitfalls, the sticks that cause you to stumble. That's what this word does. It lights up your path that's dark. He says, the entrance of thy, wait, wait, let's see, 119, 119, 129. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words give light. It give it understanding unto the simple. It don't matter what your teachers say about you. It don't matter what they say you can and can't do and what you can or can't figure out. You devote yourself to this word. And no matter how simple, how slow, they said you were or could be. This word will transform you. This word will transform Brother Cole, you know what I'm talking about. This word will transform you. Where you're sitting with scientists. Where they writing you with inventions. Huh, Brother Cole? They saying this and they saying that. Listen, the word will bring you there. You know one of the things they said about them disciples who were fishermen, who couldn't read, couldn't write? They was astounded at these disciples. And they said, Lord, they said, who are these men? And how can they understand letters? And who give them this authority to preach and to teach like this, so deep like that? And they finally came to the conclusion. They say they had been with Jesus. <laughs> well, listen, you could be with Jesus too. Huh? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You get what the truth and you could be with Jesus. He's the word of God. He... God, help me. Help me. I'm giving you the keys right here. There's the keys to success, prosperity. There's the keys to a big, big life. And it's all found in that word. Just give him a few minutes a day. Just give him a few minutes a day in the morning. Give him a few minutes a day in the bed in the evening. And I'm telling you to change your life. Me and First Lady, we, we, listen, all those years of marriage, y'all, we would wake up and make sure that we spent time together. Hallelujah. And, and we spent time in the Word, rather. I'd see her either praying in the closet 
And after prayer, she opened up her Bible. It's so many days in them 23 years that I see her in that Bible. It's more days that I see her in it than not in it. You understand what I'm saying? And it's the same thing for me. And it's not only in the morning, but, but, but hallelujah. And, and we don't do it as much anymore because we read on our own. But, but as a new couple, when we was building our relationship to get solid, we get in that bed at night, amen, hallelujah. I give her a few sugars, but we get in that bed at night, amen. And, and, and we, would, we would, Grace like, oh God. <laughs> we'd open up that Bible together. And we'd turn in that bed and we'd face each other. And we'd read us a chapter because I had my own personal reading in the daytime. But at night we would read together. And we'd sit down there and I'd tell her, I'd say, well, what chapter are we in tonight? And she said, John, whatever. And we'd open it up and we'd just read that thing together. All right? For so many years, hallelujah, so many years. And, and I'd read half of it and she'd read half. All right? I read more than her because, you know, when, when, when it was like 11 verses, I would read the six verses. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I'm just joking. But, 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 but we would read half of it. And then sometimes, if it was a real revelation scripture, I'm casting vision because they got new families coming. They got new families coming. They got young men in here that want to be good husbands, that don't want to be husbands like their daddy husbands. They, they want to be, be good wives, and they don't want to be a wife like their mama or a mama like their mama. Let me show you what made me a daddy unlike my daddy and a, and a husband unlike my... Ooh, God. We sat down with that word together. We was in bed with that word together. And, and we read that word, and, I, and I, I would come back and i say, well, babe, what this word meant to you? That's what I would ask her. And sometimes she'd have revelation. Sometimes we'd be tired. We'd be like, oh, no, we, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't preaching tonight. We just, time to go to bed. <laughs> We're going to dream about it and talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> but other times we'd be up in there and have church up in up and then and she give me revelation. I'm like, oh, you heard that? Love? Next Sunday, I'm up in it. Y'all, guess what I heard? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But, you know, that's how revelation comes. Because God will speak to you. And, and, and you, see, you see, it's one thing for you to be built on a firm foundation. But it's another when you and your spouse together built on a firm foundation. That's what we pray for for our children. It's good for them to be saved, yeah. But I, 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 we ain't did all this work for you to marry somebody that's not going to run with this. We ain't did all that work for that. Because to, be to be married to an infidel, a heathen, an unbeliever, that set you up for a bad life. Daddy not giving his approval for nobody that don't know the law. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not giving my approval to nothing like that. They got to know Jesus. They got to love this word. Because if I know that they love this word, I know you're going to be all right. I know that when I close my eyes, you're going to be all right. Hallelujah. And that's what it's all about. Listen, young people, get in that word individually. Get in that word together. Get in that word as a family. You see, this word is, is, is beautiful. It'll build you up. That's, that's what we did. That's what we did. And, and let me tell you, we, we, could, we could do it more again. We can do it more again, but we built that foundation like that. You see what I'm saying? We built that foundation like that. 
Hallelujah. 119, 133. He says, order my steps. <laughs> In that word. <laughs> and let not iniquity have dominion over me. The word is awesome. It's awesome. He'll order your steps in it, and when you get out of it, then he's going to order it in life. He's going to order your steps. Because sometimes in the word, you're going to need God to tell you something. And, and it might be Monday, so you are far away from Sunday. And you're relying on Pastor O to give you a rhema word. But listen, it's, it's good to, to catch a fish for a man, but it's better to teach a man how to fish. Hey! Because if I teach you how to fish, you can get your own fish. And you'll never starve. Boy, if I could teach you how to catch your own word. Hey! When you devote yourself to reading on a consistent basis, you're going to get out. Listen, it's going to come a point where, where you're just kind of reading, and then you're going to hit like a spot where you say, you talking to me? You talking to me? Like, this is what I'm going through. This is what I need. This is what my business needs. This is what my family needs. This is what my children need. You talking to me? Because what he's going to do is he's going to order your steps in his word. What you need for that day, he's going to give you in that word. He's going to give it to you. He's going to give. That's why it's called your daily bread. He's going to give you what you need for that day. He's going to give you what, just look, open it in that morning, and you're going to have everything you need for that day. Order my steps in your word. 119, y'all not tied up in here. 119, 140, thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endure it forever. Seven times a day do I praise thee, because of thy righteous judgments. His word, y'all. His word. Now, one of the things about the word is, is, is that the word is able to give you things that's in it. So since the word is pure, it's able to make you pure. Since the word is righteous, it's able to make you righteous. Since the word is everlasting and it endured forever, the Bible says heaven and earth may pass away, but his word going door forever. Anybody hear me up in here? The grass may wither. <laughs> the flowers may fade. Listen, listen, because the word is forever. Mm, the word is able to make you live forever. Come on, give God some praise. Woo! Woo! Everything you need is in this word. Go to 2 Peter 1 and 3. Come on, listen. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm not going to be long, but I'm hoping to inspire you to do something different this week. Yeah. Amen. And I'm hoping to inspire you to do something with your children. I'm hoping to inspire you to do something with your grandchildren. Because this word, this word is life, man. This word is life. This word is life. Trust me. Trust me. He says, according as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to his glory and virtue. Everything we need for life and godliness 
is found through the knowledge of him. If you feel like you don't have everything you need, it's because you ain't opened this enough. You got to read it. You got to read it. You got to read it. Second Corinthians 3 and 18. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. The Bible is telling us as we behold God, as we see him, and who he is, something happens to us. We are changed. The spirit in us, plus us beholding how he looks, changes us. And the more we do it, we go from glory to glory. All you got to do is see God, and you're going to become like God. Mm. Well, pastor, where can I see God? In his word. <laughs> you understanding what I'm saying? Everything, hallelujah, about God you need to know is here. This is a picture of him. This is who he is. Right here. His ways, his thoughts, everything about who God is, is in his word. All right? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. So when you open your Bible, you're beholding him. And as you behold his glory, you are changed into the same image. And every day you do it, you go from glory to glory. And it is not through your power. It is by the spirit of the Lord. Now we understand the text. Okay, okay, we're here now. We got it now. This is how we got to do that. In the NLT, look what it says. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No, I don't have it in NLT. Don't worry about it. We did a good enough job with it. We got it. We got it. We got it. Hebrews 4.12. Hallelujah. This word. For the word of God is quick. It don't just mean that it runs fast, no. That quick in the Greek means that it's living. This book is alive. See, men and women write dead books, but God writes living books. <laughs> Anybody hear me up in here? This word is alive. That's why when he talk about his word, he say his word, it runs swiftly. He says his word, it, it accomplishes the purpose for which he what? Sends it out to do. You see what I'm saying? His word is alive, y'all. This ain't no gone with the wind, no old yellow. This is a living book that when you read it, it go into you and it begin to go to work on you. For the word of God is quick, is living, but it's not only living, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. That's that dunamis. That's that dynamite. Y'all remember how that boy used to say that good times? How you used to say that? Dynamite. He was talking about the word, I bet, because that word, that word is dynamite. Meaning that you got strongholds in your life. You got bondages, chains. You got generational curses and bondages, huh? This word is not only living, it, can't, it, can't, it not only can get to the spots that you need. Once it get there, it can blow things up and set it on fire. This word is dynamite, it's powerful. I don't come from the best family. 
I don't come from the best situation, man. Like, like they said about Jesus, y'all know my mom and my daddy and my brothers and my sisters. But this word, this word, this word will take somebody where, where, where from the most obscure place, the worst situations. He'll take the no mamas, the no daddies, the alcoholic uh, children, the, the, the drug addict children. He'll, he'll, he'll take all of that. And, he, and even if you done made some mistakes in life where, where maybe alcohol was on you and drugs was on you and running around was on you, he'll take all of that and that living word when you read it or go down into those strongholds, those bondages and set dynamite in the spirit, light it and run. And the next thing you know, bam! I've been set free. That's what that word will do. Because it's living and powerful. And what else, pastor? It's sharp. It's sharp. It's sharp because it's not only dynamite, it's a surgeon scalpel. Because we got some things where a dynamite not going to do it. <laughs> he got to cut close. Hey, God, there's some things he got to cut close. Some things that's deep inside of us, that's in our fibers, that we think are part of us. And God said, I know you think that that's how you are. That's not how you are. That's how the devil wants you to be. And I got to get this thing out of you. And so I can't use the dynamite. I got to use the scalpel. And this thing is sharp enough. Sharp enough. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. There's not a sharper instrument on earth than this word of God. Amen. There's not a sharper instrument on earth than this word of God. That's why the devil's scared of it. Yeah, you pull that thing out, he, he'll see it and get cut. Ooh, God, it's shoving it through. So piercing even and dividing asunder the soul and spirit. This thing can cut and divide soul and spirit in a person. And that's something that's interwoven. You see, huh? He said, hallelujah, and, and joints and marrow, huh? Baby, the thing will get between joints and bones, baby. How many people know what the marrow is? Y'all you, know how y'all eat that marrow. Somebody say, it's so good. You got to chew that bone to get to that marrow. That word say, I cut that bone so nice, boy, pull that marrow right out of there. Listen, listen. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now look at that in the NLT, just this last part, this word, this word. If you give it a shot in your life, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. That's what that word do. That's what that word do. When you read it, when you're under it in preaching, it exposes. It shines a light on who we really are. And, and, and it's the who we are that people don't know. <laughs> it's our innermost thoughts and innermost desires. And that word will shine a light on that. And then you say, ooh, that's who I am? You see? You see? And then the Greek here, hallelujah, it'll show us, like the King James says, the intents of the heart. What's your intention? What's your motive? 
why you want what you want. That's why I say get under this word. That's why I say get in this word. Because a lot of us think we all right when we really not. We ain't got to our motivations yet. Let's just do an exercise. What it is you want from the Lord right now? Think about that thing. You got it? What it is that you want right now? Almost more than anything. All right, you got it? Now why? 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 For the people? So the people can see it and want to talk or go and talk or? Why? For the money? For the fame? For the women? For the men? For your haters? For your enemies to see it? Why? You see, the word is going to get that, shine a light on that, and expose that. And then tell you, and then tell you, what you want is fine. I want to give you that, God's saying. But your intent is wrong. You asking, but you're asking amiss. We got to fix the intent, the motive. We got to fix the why. When you fix the why, you're going to get the what. The why always has to be sola deo gloria. Only the glory of God. If I get it, God, I'm a glorifier. If I get it, I'm a build. If I get it, I'm a win. If I get it, I'm a save soul. If I get it, I'm a make you look good. I promise I'm a testify. I promise when that little child that come out of visa like I came out, I'm a tell him who did it for me. I'm a give you the glory, God. I'm a give you the glory if you do it for me. And I'm never going to forget where I came from. When you get the why right, when you get the motive right, when it's for his glory and not for your fame and your image and your money and your paycheck, when you get that right, that is when all these things will be added to you with no limit in Jesus' name. And the word going to help you see those places. That's stopping you from being blessed because it exposes. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You see? So God has provided his word, saints. That's how he sanctifies us. Our job is to pick this thing up and take advantage of it. We sitting here with this treasure trove. With this living book of the very words of the creator of the universe. You ever watch a movie where the hero got this thing in his room that he ain't opened yet? And he getting beat left and right by everybody every which way. 
little monsters beating him. <laughs> well, that's us. Little devils beating you. And you got this thing sitting in your room. Put me back Hebrews 4.12. You got this thing sitting in your room that's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. You got this weapon, and I'm telling you, it might not be glitz and glamorous. It might not, hallelujah, shake everything that we can see in the natural, but it shakes some things in the spiritual. Our eyes just don't have the dimensional fortitude to be able to see all that this thing can do. But if we could see what this word does when it come out of us, we'd be seeing some Marvel DC comic stuff when we use this word. You see? But we don't know that because we can't see it. When we gonna get some people that's gonna walk by faith and not by sight? Hey, you got a weapon, but you're not using it. You're not using it. He said, take up the sword, and you've been leaving it home. He said, take up the sword, and you ain't put it in your hands for a long time. You getting the word by coming to church, and I applaud you for that, because there's so many that's not even getting it like that. But can I show you a more excellent way? Tomorrow morning when Monday starts, spend a few minutes in the Word. It don't take long. No, start off with three to five minutes. All right, for some of y'all, start off a minute. For some of y'all, just read Jesus Wept. Just start off with something. Start off with something. And I guarantee you, your day is going to be different. It's going to be different. Come on, give y'all some praise. So we... So we read it. Come on, put up my list. Put up my list for me if y'all can. I got to get y'all out of here. So we read it. Huh? You can also listen to it. This is what I used to do constantly. But back in my days, Montgomery, I didn't have the app. John, I used to listen to Can I say it in here? I used to take it out and I used to put it in there. I used to listen to it on cassettes. Press the rewind button and everything on that book. I'd be in the Mustang listening to the words because I knew that I was one that needed more wisdom. And I knew how much wisdom was supreme. So I had a tape that my daddy, Tebow, had gave me. He, he, since he couldn't see, the Blind Federation had given him a book of uh, 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 um, uh, Bibles on cassette. So I would go in and I would take his Proverbs. <laughs> No, I didn't steal him. I didn't steal the word. He knew what was going on. So I would take a couple of cassettes of the Proverbs, and I would just put them in my car. And on my way going back and forth to UL or wherever I was, I'd be listening to the Proverbs. Hallelujah. Just listen to the Proverbs over and over again. And while I was listening, I was feeding my spirit and my soul. And I was, I was, I was, I was reading without reading. All right, all right, so we read, so we listen. And that's what, that's what Brother Israel does. Brother Israel, he, 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 be, he be like about to fall asleep. And for some that have a little trouble falling asleep, hallelujah, Israel will put the word of God on. 
And he'll put it on his phone, amen. And he'll be out, because we went camping and one night, I was like, what that is that I'm listening to? And it was the word. And I was like, well, I'm comfortable with the word. <laughs> well, listen, we out there camping, we sleep, and the word is on. And you let that word put you to sleep. Amen. You let that word look, rock you to bed. Hey, God. And, and, and hallelujah, that word is, is ministering to you. You see what I'm saying? Because even while your body is sleeping, that spirit's still up. Anybody hear me up in here? Some people study for tests like that. They play it while they sleep. You can read the word like that too. Now, I wouldn't just do that. Read, listen, watch this. Meditate. Meditate. Pastor, what that is, that meditate. The, 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 the Hebrew and the Greek have something uh, uh, like chewing the cud. Pastor, what's chewing the cud? It's what the animals do. Amen. You ever saw a cow in the field, how they just chew? Now you know you done ate that already. <laughs> you know you done ate that already. But, but, but that cow would chew that cud. And I don't want to gross nobody out, no. But if it accidentally go down, what they do, Miss Leo? Put it back up. I ain't done with you. When you gonna learn how to chew the cut of the word of God? It's to get every ounce of spiritual nutrition out of it. I won't let you go until you bless me. And so you take a scripture and you take it along with you and you just chew that thing. And you just meditate. You pull it out your pocket and you say, the word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And every time you look at that thing, God might show you something different about that thing. And you just chew the cud. And you can do that with particular verses. I used to do that with whole chapters. And the way I did it was, hallelujah, John MacArthur came up with a program especially when I was just coming to the faith. These are our new believers, all right? I would always wonder how people memorize the Bible to say those scriptures just all out of thought like that. John MacArthur came up with this process, this program. You got to read a chapter seven times before you move to the next. Not all in one day, but you wake up Monday, you read it once. You wake up Tuesday, you read it again. You wake up Wednesday, you read it again. So you don't spend a week in that chapter. When you spend a week in one chapter, that scripture is going to, be, is going to come alive like a pop-up book. And you're going to begin to see things and say, well, where this happened at? What time it was? Where was Jesus? What he had on? What kind of shoes that boy had on? You're just going to be thinking about all kind of stuff. And that's the way revelation comes. All right? So we read, we listen, we meditate. Of course, we memorize. You know? We study. That's how the Bible says study, to show yourself approved. Huh? Pastor, how I study. You get that word, you get your commentary, concordance. And you don't have to get that because these days it's all on the phone. All that Greek study I used to be in on my desk with books up. I still do it because I, I just like to open up the stuff sometimes. All, all my books, 
a, a lot of my books on my bookshelf is one app on my phone. It is the craziest thing. I'll be up in it, and sometimes I'm on the go, and I got this Bible app. It's called the, uh, the Touch Bible. All right? All right? And it's got all of the words, and you just press the little button. Adam. Huh? Ruddy. Human being. Mankind. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it get break down all the Hebrew and the Greek for you. So we have no excuse not to study. You get that scripture and you go through every word. How many How many minutes? We go through every word. We just press them in the bubbles and we write. We write. We write. Let me bring them back to the old school. What does study mean, Pastor? It means you have a pen in your hand and a highlight. Because some of y'all, y'all read, but y'all ain't got no pen in your hand. You ain't writing down nothing, no revelation. You ain't highlighting. You're not digging. In order to dig, you need some instruments. That pen and that highlight, that's your shovel. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how you get down in there. Do you have a notebook yet? Have you bought yourself a notebook? See, because the serious ones, they not only got their Bible on the shelf, no, but right next to the Bible, you're going to see a little notebook. And they have that notebook there, that pen there, that highlighter there, because I just don't read my Bible. I study my Bible. Is that too much fun, babe? You got to study your Bible. Ooh. Put that, 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 that Timothy. 2 Timothy 2.15 up there. I ain't letting them go just yet. Hold on. Huh? 2 Timothy 2.15, they don't believe me. Look what the Bible commands them to do. Look what it says. Study to show yourself. Approve unto God. A workman that needed not be ashamed. So when God have you to deliver a word, you can rightly divide the word of God. That only come from study. Come on, give y'all some praise. We read, we listen, we meditate, we memorize, we study. The next level of the word is teach. It's teach. You got to get to a place where you could tell somebody else what you done learned from the word of God. <laughs> Because the Bible say that a lot of us still on the elementary things when we should have been graduated by now. A lot of us still worried about elementary things when we should be teachers by now. Have you ever taught somebody the word of God? Let's start off with your children. Have you ever taught your children the word of God? And I'm not talking about just baking it up as you go. Uh, you see, this mean that Humpty Dumpty had a, had a great fall. I'm not. I'm talking about you got your notebook right out and you looking at him and you're saying, listen, the context of this scripture happens when Nehemiah was leaving. You understand what I'm saying? 
and you're telling your children, listen, we got three points up in here. The children are like, oh God. Three quick points, I won't be long. Have you taught somebody the word of God yet? If it's not your children, is it your family? Sisters and brothers, nieces and nephews, if it's not your family, what about your neighbors? Have you taught somebody the word of God yet? I'm giving you, amen, the scale. Where are you on the scale? Are you just a reader and a listener? Or have you gotten to meditation? Have you gotten to memorization? Have you gotten to the place where you can study? Have you gotten to a place where you could teach? And teachers don't have to be like I do. But you should be able to teach at least one. Grandma. Have you taught them grandkids yet? Y'all don't say mom, y'all don't say mom no more. Mimi. Gigi. And then lastly, that's individual getting in the word. Lastly, we get sanctified in the word when we get under the word uh, in, in general teaching like we do under a pastor, under a preacher, under a teacher. Uh, Sundays, Tuesdays for Lafayette, Wednesdays for Atlanta. Thursdays for Dallas. We get sanctified when we get under the truth. So this truth, this truth is amazing. Brothers, y'all gonna have to come get me. This truth is amazing. This truth is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I, I'm telling I applaud you for being in church. But we gotta take it to the next level where we do it individually in our own lives. All right, and that's where God going to take our lives and bring it to the next level. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give y'all some praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I never like to leave this place without offering you, amen, to be a part of the them in our original scripture. He said in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Are you a part of them? Are you one of the disciples? Are you saved, blood-bought, elect? Are you one of his sheep that hear his voice and follow him? Because his voice does something to us. It changes us. It moves us. If you in here and you ain't been moved by God, you ain't been being cleaned up, we got to go back to the first place and say, hey, are you really saved? Salvation is easy. We admit that we sinners. We believe in Yahshua, Jesus. We went over this in the beginning. And we call upon him. We call upon him. The Bible is clear. We only have not because we ask not. If you want to be saved, all you got to do is ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Not maybe, not might. It will. So if you are unsure about your salvation this morning, the ushers are going to come and, and open up and you'll be able to come to this altar. But there's also a group, you're a believer already, but you have not been building 
on a firm foundation. You've forgotten your first love. You've forgotten the old past. And I want to tell you, up in here, this morning, God had me deliver this word to bring you back to the word. Bring you back to the word. Bring you back to the firm foundation. So if you're here, you want to be saved, you're a believer and you want to get back to what you need to be doing. Listen, the altar is open. The altar is open. Come, we're going to pray, we're going to have communion, and then I'll let you go in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The altar is open. Woo! We want to be in a place where we cannot be shaken. Where we standing on a firm foundation. That's what we want. <laughs> That's all we want. I'm standing. Hey, it don't matter what happens. It don't matter what they do. <laughs> it don't even matter what they say. Why? 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 I'm standing. Come on, Deacon. I could. Hey, hey, hey. I can never get back to that word. I can Cause I'm standing, I'm standing, I'm standing. Hey, come on, come back home. I could Hey, come back home. Hey, I could Hey, come on, somebody. I can never. I'm standing, I'm standing. for that salvation but also for those that's already saved that he'll make sure that we always stand on that firm foundation say most high God thank you for leaving us your truth your word is truth I admit I've sinned against you. But I believe that you died on the cross. You were buried in the grave. And on the third day, you rose. I believe it with all my heart. They can't tell me nothing 
about your resurrection. You are alive. And because you live, you can give me life. Save me. Forgive me. And wash me. Plant my feet on a firm foundation. Hide your word in my heart so I will not sin against you. Help me to read, to listen, to meditate, to study, to memorize, and even teach your word. Sanctify me with your truth. Your word is truth. In Jesus' name. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah! Hey! Firm foundation. Firm foundation. Firm foundation. Hallelujah! So tomorrow, some of y'all said, Pastor, I'm not waiting till tomorrow. Tonight before I go to bed, I'm going to open me up a little psalm or a little... It don't take a lot, y'all. You ain't got to be in there for an hour, two hours, unless it get good, then you do what you want. But just open it. Just open it. He's a reward of them who diligently seek him. Just open it. And some of y'all saying, where? Anywhere. It's his word, anywhere. Anywhere or do. But if you're looking for a place, Gospel of John is a great place to stop. Great place to stop. Well, Pastor, what if I don't understand everything? You don't have to understand everything. Do you understand everything that's in your Pop-Tart? Everything with the light switch? But when you flip it, it still turn on? Do I understand everything about this microphone? But when I talk in it, my voice still goes... You're not going to understand everything that you read in that word. But it's still going to go inside you and do good to your body. Come on, somebody. Hey. Just read it. And you're going to get to a place where the more you read, the more you're going to understand. And you'll be teaching your family, your neighbors, in our discipleship training classes. And for some... You're going to be up here behind this pulpit. That's my dream. You're going to be holding on to this pulpit. You're going to be teaching the people of God. And you're going to be up here like I was up here. They don't know where I come from. They don't know all the wrong that I done did. <laughs> I don't deserve to be up here with this awesome word of God. But God uses sinners. He uses broken instruments that he put together again he uses the ones who were lost to lead the ones back up out hallelujah you may be one of them man of God woman of God you may be one of them I see you teaching at a ladies bible study pack up in here got the women going crazy running around wigs coming off it's you it's you. 
It's you. It's you. But it started with the little things. Start with the little things.